0: A chance to feel like heroes too Forever we'll win and if we lose welcome to holy cow a Cubs podcast I'm your host Sean Holland we are back after a bit of a break when the Cubs kind of fell apart it was already starting when we did our last episode and you know, there was no playoffs to preview, and it was just, it wasn't good news to talk about, so we took a little break. I was planning to bring the podcast back around this week, and then Monday morning, Craig Council, shockingly, agreed to become the Cubs manager. He, it was not expected. He was The rumors were the Mets, maybe Cleveland, and then people thought he'd stay in Milwaukee, but the Cubs swooped in without anyone knowing, hired him to be the manager and had to fire David Ross. So obviously that is a huge story. and I brought in um, the editor-in-chief of Cubs Insider, where I write, Evan Altman. And we just talked about everything with this Craig Council move and what does it mean for the off season and going forward. So without much further ado, I'll get to the interview you can always subscribe to the podcast on the apple podcast app spotify stitcher and yeah evan of course is d evan altman on twitter so if you can look him up on there and he's there and i'm sth85 if you have any questions or comments feel free to to provide them and yeah without much further ado here's evan Okay, Evan, welcome back to Holy Cow, and I haven't done an episode since the season ended because, well, it was kind of a bummer end of the season, and there was no need to do a preview, And but the Cubs, you know, kind of fell apart down the stretch. They went 5-11, and 11 and were in the wild card, and then ended up a game out, but I was going to do this podcast anyway, and... Then, yesterday, Monday morning, all hell broke loose. Because the (laughs) like, you know, without leaking out at all, poached um, Craig Council from the Brewers, which everyone thought he was going to leave. They're expecting, well, like, I guess we wouldn't say a done deal, but there were plenty of rumors he was going elsewhere, probably the Mets. But Jed Hoyer, pretty much on his own set up this clandestine meeting with Craig council swooped in, made the deal and the Cubs have a new manager. So I guess I'll just ask you, uh, Evan, what do we make of this?
1: It's uh man. I'm, I'm still like, I'm still grappling with whether I'm more surprised that the Cubs did this and got it done or that I'm more surprised. It was more than 24 hours like they got the deal done on Sunday morning and we didn't find out about it until Monday afternoon mm-hmm. and that is unheard of like to a man and woman among the reporters like it again it was done on Sunday morning and there were still people thinking initially That he was going to go to either the Mets or the Brewers, and the once we heard that uh, you know it was Carlos Mendoza that that Mendoza that went to the to the Mets, that that meant essentially that Council was returning the Brewers. I mean, that's what Brewers people were thinking that, right? And then uh, nowhere, and and again, it's not like it was done. It's not like Hoyer swooped in on Monday. This was done. (laughs) Like it's crazy to me. So. Um, but you know, it, it feels like one of those things Jed Hoyer has, has always moved in silence. He, this is what's happened with the extensions that we saw, you know, in, in recent history for Nico Horner and, and Ian Hap, you know, there, there was like a little bit of buzz, but largely that stuff got done with very, very little fanfare leading up to it, uh, to them. And so this is, this is what he does, but this was wild. And I think, you know, to, to the point that like other people in the front office didn't even know that this was going on. Right. Because the whole thing is, Hey, you still got David Ross under contract for a year. If it comes out that these talks are being had and council go somewhere else, like that looks awful. And so I think Jed knew he had to get it done, but it, you know, it sucks for David Ross to see it happen like this after, you know, being kind of being given public votes of confidence by both Hoyer and Tom Ricketts. But at the end of the day, again, it was one of those situations I think where everything lined up to where, you know, he, he counsel was not locked up uh, prior to, or even shortly after the conclusion of his, his uh, contractual obligation to the Brewers. The Cubs were able to go get someone who they believe is the best manager, if not in all of Major League Baseball, at least the best who was available at this point and who's not super-duper old. And so they pounced. And and I think that's – this is a really long answer, but I mean, I think that's – we've seen from Jed Hoyer the ability to make difficult decisions in the past uh, when it comes to, like, player and coaching personnel. And um, this is a tough one, but I think at the same time, it's one that, that makes a whole lot of sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just, you know, yeah, those tweets started coming out. I think it was John Heyman who was talking about that there's a, another team, that a team with a current manager that's interested in counseling. I I half-jokingly tweeted, should David Ross be worried? Question mark. Just like, I didn't think anything. I'm just like, I'm just, you know, just a little troll job. Not that that's something I usually do. And then this um, Ken Rosenthal tweet, one line, counsel the Cubs confirmed. And I was just like, I think everyone was just shocked.
1: Well, and, and I think what was really weird, right? And And basically from the time that Tom Ricketts at the end of the season said, you know, hey, you know, grandpa rossi i don't think he called him grandpa rossi but like rossi's our guy or whatever, whatever it was he said right and a weird said something similar i mean it, it was to the point where it was like okay um you know guardians got steven vote mendoza for the mets okay council's going back and and this is and that was like you said that was the progression it was whether it was that Heyman came out with it and then i think it was um then the next i know matt trueblood who does some stuff with um or like rights for a brewer, so you know, assumed it was coming back to the Brewers, uh, that he was coming back to the Brewers. Then we heard, you know, I think it was, um, whether it was Rosenthal or Morosi, and Opassin had one as well, where it was like, hey, there's a now there's a sentiment that he's he's not going to the Brewers, and then that came, became now it's believed he's going to a team that has a current manager in place so that all of a sudden that eliminated uh anaheim and houston and some of these others right and so you're like oh oh my but then like still even then cubs fans were it wasn't okay well it's probably not the cubs oh maybe it's boston you know oh maybe it's and there were all these and then boom the rosenthal bomb drops it was just like the, the progression of it. And I think that's, that's the other thing about this, right? And I, I keep going back to this, but the, you know, you said clandestine, uh, covert, just absolutely the most tightly sealed. This is like to, and, and I'm, I'm saying this because I was, I was uh, looking at some stuff about Jaws earlier, but you think about like the fact, the secrecy of the USS Indianapolis, Mm -hmm. uh delivering the bombs or the bomb was it the was it the hiroshima bomb i can't remember but either way it that was such a secret mission that no one knew the ship was even there so when it was sunk like they didn't send any rescue items to it so and and this was kind of a similar you know because hoyer's like man if i get sunk on this if he goes somewhere else like nobody can know but again to see the progress in almost real time of this reporting happening is something that we generally don't get, but it was it. You saw these incremental bits of information coming until the final news, and and all the while, like like you said, right? Anybody who said the Cubs only really did so, like like kind of joking or or like he he oh maybe it'll be the Cubs still, right? Like I don't think anybody ever believed it, to the point that when it did drop. The first thing I did was click on the account to make sure that was really Ken Rosenthal.
0: Well, I guess we should, should we say to the public that's listening to this that we both got bit by the um, the Cleveland Guardian, It looked real, that he had agreed to a five-year deal with the Guardians, and it got moved around Twitter pretty quick, and then it was, oh, wait, this is fake, so there was precedent.
1: Right. Well, and that's and this time of year, you start seeing more of that. Right. And especially with the with the uh, the state of of things at X or Twitter or whatever. Right. To where there's just tons of fake accounts. It, it's so easy to get it's, it's It's weird. Now it's gone to the opposite. It used to be if you saw a blue check on something, you know, you could trust that that was a legitimate verified account. And now it's kind of the opposite. It's like a lot of people who were verified aren't anymore because it, it's almost a, a scarlet letter. Or uh, you know a, a an Azure letter or whatever we want to call it, but yeah, it was it. I had already convinced myself like there's no way they're making this move now. If they had done it, my thought was, hey, they're going they would fire David Ross first, mm-hmm. then step back from that, right, and go find someone. But it, it it you know everything seemed to point toward, oh hey, David Stearns is out there with the Mets. You know, the the former GM in in, uh, in Milwaukee or president of Milwaukee, uh, you know, obviously for a long time. So very familiar with council. That was kind of the assumption. But I think we a lot of us probably underestimated how much council wanted to remain in the Midwest. I, I saw something out there, uh, you know, where a close friend of his or whatever had said the Cubs were really his dream job, which, you know, I, I guess I mean, I know he's a Milwaukee guy, but at the same time, I think you look at one of those as. Not not so much that he's that that Milwaukee wasn't a dream job, but you also look at that like we could look at certain college sports or whatever, where it's like, hey, this might be your alma mater, but you know, uh you know, maybe you maybe you went to to Louisville, but the Duke job just opened, mm-hmm. you know, or UCLA or something. It's it is a marquee flagship franchise that you know is going to spend more money, mm-hmm. and so when that stuff comes around, I think, and and speaking of spending more money, right, where they throw $8 million a year at you, that that probably will open your eyes a little bit as well. So...
0: um, Do I want to say, like, he'd reached a ceiling in in Milwaukee. Like, you're never going to have the resources to get over the top to a championship. And this is as much success as you're ever going to have there. That's got to be something that weighed on his mind.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I have to think... to that end it's it is wild to me just absolutely wild that i'm seeing somewhat frequently this narrative of like a guy who's never won anything in the playoffs a guy who gets to the playoffs and can't win and they get swept oh even though they had it's good like are we are we kidding here yeah. have have you people seen the brewers overall roster have we seen how bad those lineups are year in and year out and when they have had really good lineups and, and let's, let me back that off. They had Christian Yelich performing at an MVP level and kind of carrying them. If we're going back to like 2018, when they uh, kind of caught the Cubs, mm-hmm. when the Cubs stumbled toward the end, and then, you know, they uh, beat him in game 163. But that was mainly because Christian Yelich was absolutely unconscious for like the last month or two of the season and was single-handedly willing them to wins. Yes, this We're not talking about a team that's built well. And then when you lose... Um, Brandon Woodruff, right? One of your top pitchers goes down with a shoulder injury. Okay, great. You had a really good team ERA. You had a really good starting rotation, but you just lost like your number two starter. So this is the difference, and this is where I, I absolutely, I think, and I wrote about this, where the Rangers, right? And a lot of people, well, Dunbeck's got there too. Yes, okay, and what happened, right? But um, the Rangers made the World Series, without Jacob DeGrom pitching for most of the season. Yes. Um, One of the guys they picked up to replace him to help pick up that load, Max Scherzer, was hurt for a good chunk of the end of the season and in the postseason. Um, They were able to suffer the loss of an ace and continue to push through that in large part because they spent a bunch of money and they went out there and got some stars. The Brewers uh, were not able to do that same thing because they didn't go out and spend that kind of money on stars. The Rays... How many times do we see the Tampa Rays do really well throughout the season and then just get unceremoniously brushed out of the postseason because they simply don't have the margin for error once the games get bigger? And that is what, when you talk about council not winning in the postseason, I think that's just a, a completely, it's either disingenuous or it's just simply acting in bad faith, uh, which I guess for the same thing, or it's just acting from, a lack of real context I think is more what it is. I don't know if it's always in good faith. So, the, you know, he's thinking, and the Cubs are thinking, take the tactical skill that you've clearly got, now bring that to a team that has deeper resources that is going to be, and and frankly is in a much better place. I think in terms of the roster construction and the farm system and add the money, and I think that's a really, really good fit. So, um, yeah, I, I think he absolutely was looking at that saying, saying, like, I'm not going to do any better he's shaka smart from vcu yes right like the guy did really well in the postseason uh in the you know he got vcu there a few times he, he raises but that's the best you're gonna do you can yeah. make a run like but you're not gonna win the whole thing there so you know go take the money and find that big job and see what you can do
0: yes and also it's just we the cubs fans we've just seen this joe madden had never won a world series when he came to the cubs going from a small market to a bigger market and he got the resources and look what happened world series.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, and I think this is a really, it's a similar situation. You know, I, I do, I do look at a few things and say um, it's not a direct comp to, to replacing Ricky Renteria, but in a way, I mean, I think a lot of us, honestly, if, if we're truly, truly being honest, um and some people it's it's really funny again the same uh I've seen I don't know that I've seen anybody look at this as like meh I've seen a bunch of people like yes I think this is awesome or this is awful David Ross is better than Craig Council which is just mm. completely ill-informed garbage but nonetheless I honestly think and this is going to sound really weird but this might be in terms of kind of uh, baseball, acumen, managerial acumen, that sort of thing, a bigger shift in a positive direction. Uh, Madden was absolutely the perfect guy at the perfect time. So I don't want to discount that at all. But like Ricky Renteria had done a pretty good job with the team as it was a team that was supposed to lose. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's let's not be uh let's not beat around the bush with that. The Cubs were awful, mm-hmm. but it did feel like he had a good rapport with the guys, that he was making some good decisions, that that, that team Actually, might have been a little bit better in 2014 than than what we would have expected. But then that opportunity came about. I think th- kind of the opposite would be true. Is if we look at this last year's team, while they overachieved for a little while there, I, I it feels like you know. And this is not this is not going back and and painting things over and and um, you know retroactively changing history. I was very, very critical of a lot of the decisions David Ross made along the way, and I really do believe a different manager probably would have had the Cubs in the playoffs with a couple of additional wins just based on some tactical things, um, You know, setting aside some of the other issues with the bullpen and, and whatnot. But if I look at that going forward, from strictly a tactical, strategic perspective, maybe this is hot take, right? But I, I think this might actually be a bigger – managerial upgrade yes than what the Cubs got going from, from Madden from Rentaria to Madden. And that's yeah, you know, people hear that and say I'm an idiot, but I'm qualifying that based on a couple of very specific areas and you know, take that for what it's worth.
0: Well, you know, I mean I don't know how much stock you want to put into like Pythagorean records and stuff, but um Craig Council consistently outperforms Pyth- you know. Pythagoras, basically. And David Ross this year very much underperformed the projections. I mean, they I think they were projected to win 90 games based on their run differential and stuff, and obviously that's not an exact science or anything, but it like you said, it sure felt like... I remember writing recaps in the middle of the year about how many missed chances the Cubs were, were leaving on the table, so but it really felt like it was a, you know, this is a big upgrade.
1: Yeah. And I I mean, we can say that, right. I think the thing that tells you that and and as fans, we go back and forth on this stuff. And I think a lot of it, you know, too much of it comes down to emotion and and there's still hey, listen, there's still plenty of fans, especially if you go on Facebook who still honestly, who will, kind of weigh David Ross's performance based on the fact that he was a hero of the 2016 team. Right. Like that's he can do no wrong because of that. Um and and honestly, like I was disappointed several years ago when Ryan Sandberg didn't get a shot. But if we're really being honest with ourselves and we look at some of that stuff, the best thing that ever happened to Ryan Sandberg is that he didn't get the Cubs job. Yes. Right. Look at Alan Trammell in Detroit, things like that. Like it can only end poorly mm-hmm. 99% of the time, right? It's it's just superstars rarely are able to come home again and and do that kind of thing. So and and Ross was certainly not at nearly at that level of of performance or history with those teams, but there's few more beloved figures and I think that you know, again, it does suck for him that that's how his tenure had to end, but think about what that takes right if if you look at if you want to see how highly jed hoyer thinks of craig Council, it is that he was willing to jettison the world series champ with one year left in yeah. in a manner you know a shocking manner in order to go and take a division rivals manager you know former manager uh, somebody pointed out like it's not poaching because he wasn't under yeah he's a Milwaukee native and he's been the yeah, manager there for 10 old. years. He definitely got poached, but did to do Joe that Madden's and make him the highest paid old. manager that's a big deal.
0: But yeah, it's that whole um, did Joe Con- uh, Joe Madden's contract expire or was he fired? That whole debate. It's like, yeah, it's that he got they grabbed him from Milwaukee. Okay, he so might not have technically been under contract, but still,
1: right? Yeah, we can split hairs, you know, and that's and and the and of course, there's still you know a lot of people that. Again, I'm also of the opinion that Joe Madden was around two years longer than he needed to be. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I he was I think there was a sparkling fade to that that I would have said, honestly, after, you know, you know, maybe, or I guess maybe one one year at most, but like I think after 17, it was kind of like after that, it was all downhill in in a variety of ways. There was a lot of other things that go into that. We don't need to litigate that all now, but you know, I, I just it takes a lot. You know, if you've ever had to make a really difficult decision that you knew was going to hurt people, right? Yeah. Um, but you're making it for a, a reason that, and that's it was a business decision, right? That's the thing. And and Jed Hoyer has done a pretty good job of that, separating uh, kind of the emotions from the business. and And we might not like it; uh, fans haven't liked a lot of the decisions he's made in in that vein. Yes, but this was one of those and I and I fully agree with it, right? Like I had and I had totally forgotten about it, but somebody shared it back with me. You know, I had a a couple of tweets and this was uh, it was like late September, right? So there's still a week or so ish left in the season. I want to like September 25th, 26th, somewhere in there where, you know, and I said something along the lines of like, I'm not I'm not actively calling for David Ross to be fired, but I have reached the point that if he's replaced as a manager, I'm totally cool with it, right? And somebody responded, and I said, "Go out, make Craig Council the highest paid manager in baseball, and get it done, and move forward." And, yeah. and again, this is like a week before the season ended, right? And I had forgotten about it. And they, they were like, "Hey, look, we we're right." I was like, "Oh crap, yeah, I, was, I sound pretty smart now, but, mm-hmm. but I, that's what I believed then," and and I think it was in a in a heated moment where the Cubs had probably done something dumb. Uh, but I totally I believe it now, too. I mean, I think this is absolutely the right move for the organization at this time with what they want to do. And I think it sends a signal to the rest of the league that they're yeah. back there for real, just like Joe Madden did when they hired Joe Madden. That was a huge deal. And yeah. that sent a giant message: like the Cubs are coming back now. They're ready to play. Yeah. I wish they we had we shouldn't even have to say that. Hey, the Cubs are back. They're going to try to win again. Um, But this is a, this puts everybody on notice. And I think that's a really, really important thing for Hoyer heading into this offseason.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's something I said several times over this season. I said, I know this, I, I hate to say it, but Craig council is the best manager. I said that numerous times. I said, I would love to have him as the Cubs manager, which I know it's because the whole, you know, the whole thing with him and Milwaukee and everyone made fun of him and stuff, but he's just like objectively. And obviously Jed Hoyer feels the same way getting to watch the Brewers so often in the, the division, but he's the best. I mean, maybe this will be proved wrong. Maybe it won't go well here, but right now he looks like the best manager.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, the other thing that's interesting about this, this is what I think is funny too. Like none of the, and, and... Part of this is is my problem from being chronically online and and you know it's just like wave after wave of of hot takes and sometimes you get into an echo chamber, but it's it's funny again. So like I mentioned, opinions on counsel are either like he's the best or he sucks, you know, Ross. Oh, he's the right man or he's the, the worst possible manager ever. Those are the only possible takes. What's funny to me too, though, is on one hand, you got people saying all right, this means the Cubs are going after Otani. They're going to spend tons of money. And then the other one is like, no, they wouldn't got him because he's one with cheap lineups in Milwaukee. So now they're just going to be cheap still. Make and, them feel <laughs> important. Yeah. Which is the wildest. I'm like, yeah. why would you think like, what, what makes you think on, on earth? Now the truth is somewhere in the middle. Yes. Right. They're not going to spend a billion dollars this off season, but it's not like they're going, oh, hell yeah, man. If he won with the Brewers payroll, We'll just lower our payroll to Milwaukee's level and he'll still be able to win with us. And that's just dumb. It's super dumb.
0: Yes. Because if you think about it, if that was the logic, they would just keep Ross. He's beloved by the fan base, most of the fan base. And, like, yeah, if you're still trying to go on the margins, why would you waste a bunch of money if you're so cheap on Craig Council? Makes no sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, right. Like, Oh, you're gonna, and, and that's the other. Oh, they spent all this money on the manager, now they got nothing for, for players. You know, I'm like, okay, fuck Caesar again, very different budgets. Um, but it was the same thing as when, like, fans, it is amazing to me where, and and again, I, I wish I didn't have to go in and, and curate it, but there's so many, um, you know, there's so many stupid bots on Facebook, you know, that will reply and be like, oh. I have been following your post for a long time, but I realize we are not friends. Will you please send me, you know, and it's like, okay, that's super. Watch this relaxing video. So I got to get in there and delete those. And there's uh, sometimes, especially if I've had a couple drinks, I find myself <laughs> just going back and, and battling with people, but the it's Facebook in particular is full of just the angriest yes. ill informed fans. And it, I mean, you could say the, you know, today is the first day of free agency. And it's just gonna be like, oh, who cares? The Cubs aren't gonna do anything. Like the, the, just the knee jerk response is the most negative stuff, and it's just th- that's part of the problem, I guess, of, of what I run into. But it is just wild to me, uh, where that comes from. It's just kind of funny, you know. Where it's like, oh hey, uh, Cubs extended Cody Bellinger a qualifying offer. Oh, that greedy such and such. Why could he? Oh, how stupid of them. How could they do this? Like, folks, do we not? Do we not know how this works? But again. I digress. Yes, Uh, I don't want to turn this into just me bitching about fans, but Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but it is. I to that extent, though, you know, I do that to me. I think will be that biggest transition, right? To where Ross at least got a lot of the benefit of the doubt because of his tenure with the team. Um, Craig Council came from the enemy, right? Um, This dude is not going to get a. He's under a lot more pressure now. He is. he's uh he's in a different situation and he is going to get when you are the highest paid manager in baseball yep. and they fired you know the the world series legend to bring you in like you'd better get the wins. <laughs> to like you you better not make a mistake because this dude is going to have every decision picked oh, apart man. from the jump
0: you're going to get the line 40 million dollar manager about a million times this year
1: oh absolutely yeah it's going to be, gonna be like I don't I don't envy him but that but hey guess what that's why they're paying you the money yep you know what I mean like you're you're making 8 million dollars well then you darn well better be able to take the slings and arrows from the fans or just you know don't be on social media at all and I think that makes it a whole lot easier because no no those people are going to say that to your face so yeah. it's not really a big deal
0: yeah so but you know like I'm with you though this they you don't do this move if you're not going to be really aggressive That doesn't necessarily even mean just signing. It'd be trades, anything, but I think they're going to make a big push this year. That was always the understanding anyway, wasn't it? That they were building and building up and then they're going to hit 24, 25 and make a big push.
1: I think what's, what's really interesting about this too, you know, and I look at whatever splashes they're going to make, whatever, you know, however much money they're going to spend. I mean, Um, and I, I touched on this a little bit, you know, I mean, councils, obviously this is part of the reason they wanted to get this done now as well. Not, not only because another team, other teams plural were, were certainly hot after him, but you're at the start of free agency. Like Mm -hmm. you, you need to have a manager in place. And I do think there may have been concerns out there again with the kind of some of the rhetoric surrounding David Ross, not playing young players, playing the guys who got us here. Um, not that you know a veteran being signed as a free agent would really have to, to worry about that but you know th- there's also the weird decisions with bunting there's the bullpen usage i mean some of these guys are going to look at these things and wonder and I know strategically um council has a different style so you you want to have that guy in place you want free agents to know what that's going to be I know he's well respected mm-hmm. and I think that's going to be important with who he believes is going to be, you know, is going to help within kind of the way he thinks of things and the way he's looking at this team and how he's got it broken down. So obviously he's quite familiar with the Cubs, right? So who does he think is going to help them? So having kind of that different voice, I think, is going to be really helpful in terms of what they go after. So that that's what I'm interested to see as well is and I, I wish we had like we could we could split this out right and, and get into the multiverse and look at what does the winter look like if the Cubs proceed forward with david ross versus what does it look like with craig council and is that different maybe it's the exact same but i i have to think there are some little things around the margins where maybe there's some different choices that get made as a result
0: yeah and it obviously tells you what their thought process is going into this that they're willing to make big moves that might step on some toes which is a good sign
1: yeah. And I mean, I, you know, I I've seen some stuff out there and I don't know if it's full count, Tommy, you know, Tommy Meyer is out there who, um, and, and I, I agree with this though so wholeheartedly. We've already seen the Cubs be very uh, reluctant to go after the, the big long-term deals. Mm-hmm. Um, we've heard them say that they're more willing to, to load up on average annual value in lieu of shorter contract durations. Um, now, a lot of guys don't want that. If they're younger, they they would prefer. We saw that with Bryce Harper. We've seen it with some other players. They want the the long-term security in most of those cases. But I do wonder, again, whether it's a trade for Juan Soto, for Pete Alonzo, if it's a guy like Reese Hoskins, who's probably looking for a bounce back. You know, because we know they've got a bunch of guys coming up through the system, they have some spots. You know, the corner outfield spots are locked up. Um, they are still sort of transitioning a little bit. Do they really want to? put down 500 million on somebody. I Mm. could see them trying to make some of those moves, maybe getting some older guys in a couple of spots. I know that that freaks people out a little bit, but finding those shorter term contracts to try to get a similar bounce from what they saw uh, with Cody Bellinger, you know, not the same, but similar without locking them down to anything or you know maybe they make one really big move and then they have some other smaller ones around there but again I'm it's intriguing to look at, at what they're going to do and, and how they kind of view that market coming together
0: yeah so I guess I will um leave on this note since I'll kind of wrap this up but who's the guy you think who do you think the Cubs are going to focus on Kind of a hard question, but you've got Soto, Alonzo, Bellinger, Otani, all kinds of big guys. Who do you think they're gonna focus on? And
1: I mean, I still think they do match up really, really well. I mean, if the if the Padres, I love that the you know, the Padres try to be like, well, we might hold on to Soto until the trade deadline. Like, yep. okay, boys. He he just has to take a $50 million loan to make payroll. Um, sure, yeah. sure. We all believe that. But no, I mean, I think if you look at someone like who is, and and I was not in favor of them trading for him when he was, uh, when the Nationals traded him, right? And because at the time I was like, the Cubs roster is not set, like he's clearly he can't, it's, it's baseball, one player can't win by themselves. The cost that it was going to take from a prospect level, prospect capital was not, in my opinion, at the point where the Cubs were in their rebuild, retool, whatever we want to call it, I did not feel that was worth it. Um, yeah. Now, however, the cost is way down. Um, partially because the cost, his salary is going to be way up. It's going to be very high. But, you know, you, you talk about a lefty with the most walks in baseball since he entered the league. Like, by far. I mean, it's like he's 140 ahead of Trout or something like that. It's crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, tremendous. He's got great power to go with it. Um. You know, again, you've got a DH spot. You can figure it out. But I think that makes the most sense, and they can, and they could probably do it without a cost that's going to meaningfully hurt them moving forward uh, with some positions of, of redundancy. I, I think it's got to be that um, and or Pete Alonzo, again, Ooh. another guy who limited contractual control, fairly high salary cost, tons of power, right? But from the right side, so now all of a sudden, oh, boy, you do that, right? And so now you're able to do this. And a lot of people think, oh, you can only get so you only trade for Soto if you can get an extension. I don't buy that at all. I don't think that's a, the because he's not going to sign an extension. Yeah. So he, so we don't even need to have that discussion. That's not going to happen. But if you have him in town, you can recruit him to that extent. If you want to resign him, great. But again, as I mentioned, I don't think the cost is such. And again, that's not one player. You still have to do some other things. But if, if you have that kind of additional pop, that kind of additional on base percentage. And you're talking about putting butts in seats. You're talking about showing people you're for real. There's a whole lot to that, even if it does only go one year and you can still try to figure that out. So I kind of feel like those are going to be two of them. I, you know, I do, I believe, I fully believe they will They are legitimately, they would love to have Shohei Otani. I, I don't think they would love to pay half a billion dollars over 12 years for him. So I don't, I don't think that'll work, but I still, the one thing I hold on to and again, most people look at it, they say Shohei and they just immediately shut off. And it's like Ricketts will never do it. But we know Rob Manford wants to get rid of blackouts. We know the Cubs have a twenty dollar a month streaming service with Marquee. We know that if that stuff goes away, and right now, you know, they can't sell that with the game broadcasts outside of the territorial market. But if that stuff goes away, they can if you can sell marquee nationwide, if you can sell marquee to Japan and other parts of the world for twenty bucks a month,
0: yeah.
1: Right? Like uh, half a billion dollars cool we'll make that in the first two years we're good so um rejecting that that that's one player but but again i i think i could see them going really big really splashy on some trades and then some other pickups for like the one-year guys because dude look at how many outfielders they've got the, yeah. the three of their top five prospects are outfielders and i got news for you folks they're not all three going to be able to play on the major league roster yes with ian happ and and say suzuki up there too Yep. It's not going to happen. So one or two <laughs> of them are getting shipped out probably within the next year. So um, interesting to see how that plays out.
0: Yep. All right. Well, that's, I think, all the discussion time we have for the, this would be a mega episode. We're going to have a lot of offseason to discuss all this stuff. And, of course, we both write for Cubs Insider. And I don't really do a lot of offseason writing, but I'll pop up some articles here and there. And, of course, I guess – this podcast will be on Cubs Insider as well, for those of you that listen to. But, yeah, um, it's going to be a fun off season.
1: I hope so. It better be. <laughs>
0: well, you'll be writing about it either way.
1: so That's for sure.
0: All right. Thank you, as always.
1: Not a problem. Glad to do it.
0: I would love it if you could rate and review my podcast on Apple or Spotify. And it's going to be a busy offseason. I really think the Cubs are going to do a lot and be involved in a lot. So I will have more episodes as things happen. And let's see how this offseason works out. And I will be here to describe it all for you. So as always, go Cubs.